Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to The Kelly Green Show. This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Bunch of underdogs. And you know what an underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Hungry dogs run faster. Here's your host, Football Kelly. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. We've got a real game to look forward to this week. And in preparation for the regular season, I decided to switch things up for Eagles fans, get some content where you get more perspective on the opponent. And this week I will be speaking with Kelly Price, who covers the Falcons for Fox 5 in Atlanta and hosts the Rise Up Tonight show for the station. Fair to say she knows a lot about the opponent for week one, the Atlanta Falcons. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm great. Absolutely. I'm always here to help out a a fellow Kelly, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're the first Kelly I've ever had on my show. Hopefully hopefully it doesn't get too confusing for people following along. (laughs) We'll be talking about the Falcons and you have more of an expertise on them for sure. So if you uh, are uncertain, if it's me as the Kelly talking, if, if it's somebody who sounds very informed about the Atlanta Falcons, it is definitely Kelly Price. Okay, <laughs> so Kelly, I think that this is going to be a pretty interesting matchup to open up the season. This is two teams who aren't that far removed from uh, Super Bowl appearances themselves. Both have rookie head coaches now. Both have top 10 draft picks uh, in this class. Whenever the Eagles and Falcons play, they seem to, at least in recent years, have a pretty close game. What are you thinking as far as this matchup is concerned? And what should Eagles fans be aware of leading into week one? Yeah, week one is always kind of crazy to predict, right? Just because it's week one. Um, You don't know 100%, you know, what certain teams are going to be gelling, how they're going to be gelling, but even more so with this matchup, you've got, like you said, two coaches who are doing it for the first time in the head coaching role with um, Arthur Smith here with the Falcons, of course, and we don't know exactly what they're going to bring yet. Um, The preseason, obviously, very vanilla, at least especially on Arthur Smith's side with the offense. We don't really know schematically what it's going to look like on the field, so that's what I'm kind of excited to see is, you know, we didn't really see Matt Ryan. We didn't see Mike Davis, the running back, the Falcons brought in in free agency. We didn't see Kyle Pitts, you know, all the people that we're excited to see in Atlanta. We didn't see them in the preseason. So we don't even know what this scheme is really going to look like on Sunday. Same thing, I think, with um, the Eagles as well. Um, But, you know, week one, just even normally under a head coach who's been there, offenses don't always click week one. Timing may not always be there. Um, And I think the biggest thing for the Falcons, 
that I'm going to be watching on Sunday is the offensive line, which always week one is something, um, you know, that's something that throughout the season, offensive lines have to gel and continue to grow together. But I think the Falcons have been uh, trying to figure that line out for all of training camp, certainly, but they were dealt another blow last week when Josh Andrews, who was projected to be their starting left guard, went out with a broken hand. So now they're going to be putting their third round pick Jalen Mayfield in there at left guard. Um, Arthur Smith even said this week, everyone's got to get baptized at some point. And certainly the Eagles defensive front is uh, not going to let them have an easy Sunday. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, how about a rookie having to face Fletcher Cox uh, with a week's notice? Uh, That's probably not what he wanted to hear last week when, uh, (laughs) you know, the starter went out, but I mean, it's great insight from you to, understand what exactly has been going on in the Falcons uh, timeframe, because it's been similar on our front because Eagles fans have been like, where is the starting, you know, players for, you know, preseason, you know, the Falcons didn't play a lot of their starters, most of their starters uh, in preseason either. So they'll kind of be on similar uh, ground when it comes to trying to build that chemistry and game action. Thanks for listening to The Kelly Green Show. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Kind of mentioned a little bit about Mike Davis joining the team. Any other acquisitions this offseason that are, are worth noting or going to be a factor in week one? I think the biggest uh, offseason acquisition, if you want to call it that, is the new defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, who's coming into Atlanta. Atlanta hasn't exactly been known for their defense in the last couple seasons. Um, but I think Pease, even though he isn't gifted with a ton of talent on this roster, um, certainly not depth either, I have a feeling he's going to be able to scheme some um, pressure. And I obviously, I don't think pass rush is going to be this team's hallmark by any stretch of the imagination given who they've got on this roster, but I'm wondering if he can maybe scheme a little more pressure. Um, You know, we'll see how it happens on Sunday against the Eagles offensive line, which, you know, is, is a strong group as well, but can he, you know, scheme enough to confuse a young quarterback on the road at Mercedes Benz stadium and Jalen hurts. Maybe Um, we'll see what happens there. He's not necessarily someone on the field acquisition wise, but I'm really interested to see in the scheme that he brings here, if he can help some of these players maybe reach more potential than we've seen from them in the past on the defensive side of the ball here. Um, As for acquisitions, you mentioned Mike Davis, and I'm really interested to see what he looks like. Um, This offense is only going to work if you can respect the run game here in Atlanta. I mean, it's great to have Kyle Pitts. It's great to have Calvin Ridley. It's even great to have Uh, Hayden Hurst, who's also a tight end here. But if you cannot get that ground game running in Arthur Smith's scheme, as we've seen it in Tennessee, certainly there's no Derrick Henry here. But if you can't get that rolling here, I don't know how they're going to be successful offensively. So he is a big question mark for me. We didn't see him at all in the preseason. Um, He had a great season last year for Carolina, where he came in when Christian McCaffrey went out with an injury. 
So that's what he kind of played into this um, uh, free agent deal that he got here. But it's really interesting to see how that's going to work out. And like I mentioned with the offensive line earlier, they're going to be able to help that run game kind of be sustainable. It's a big question mark for me for week one. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles defensive line has been known to stop the run uh, in a lot of games in previous seasons. Hopefully we see them get back on track with that this season versus what they did last year. But they were able to get to the quarterback. Um, They were the third in sacks last year. So hopefully we are able to disrupt that passing game because, like you said, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts joining the, the mix and uh, all the players that are, you know, weapons for Matt Ryan in that offense, hopefully we're able to disrupt what Matt Ryan can do in, in order to prevent those big plays from happening down the field. Kyle Pitts is a Philly guy, so have to talk about him, of course. A lot of Eagles fans were hoping that he would be there when the Eagles were picking in the top 10. He was taken by Atlanta at four. What have you seen from him this offseason? I know he didn't play in preseason games, but what have you seen from him this offseason so far? Yeah, the only time he touched the ball in the preseason was this uh, catch that every Falcon fan freaked out about. (laughs) It was the first time he touched the ball and the only time he touched the ball in the preseason. Then they put him in bubble wrap, uh, deservedly so. Um, He's looked fantastic in camp. I mean, he's talked about the biggest learning curve for him has been just the speed of practice. Every rep is an NFL rep, right? Every rep Mm -hmm. is super fast. You're against pros. And um, he's talked about that being the biggest learning curve for him. So it'll be interesting once he hits that game speed um, against another team, not wearing his color Jersey, what does that look like? And how does he adjust to that? Um, I'm excited to see him, you know, obviously suit up. I'm went to Florida. So I'm a big Florida Gator fan and loved watching him last year at Florida. Um, he is definitely a quiet guy. Um, but he did talk about this week, his favorite Philly cheesesteak place, which, uh, Philly people don't hate me, but I don't remember what he said, but <laughs> I think it was, <laughs> was Iskabibble. Talking... That sounds right. Yes. Cause I remember thinking it was like a funky name. Yes. That sounds yeah, right. Yeah. yeah I, so... I thought that was the, um, that was the very Philly resident answer, not a very, uh, oh, like all the locals know of it, but it's not really like the main names that people hear when they are out and about as, as tourists, you know? So then there you go. He's true. He's a true, He's true. Philly guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can always respect that choice. Um, yeah. I mean, we're definitely scared to, to go against a guy like him, especially given the secondary situation for Philly being a little bit up and down over the years. Uh, obviously Darius Slay and Steven Nelson are upgrades from what we've had in years past, but um, the secondary, you know, the safety situation is kind of concerning the linebackers. You, you hope that they can, you know, contain Kyle as much as possible. Um, but we don't have Rodney McLeod going into this game. Uh, it sounds like he's not going to be available for week one. Uh, he's kind of our back end of the defense, you know, leader of that defense of, you know, secondary So he will be missed uh, when it comes to trying to contain guys like Ridley, guys like Pitts. Um, So it definitely will be something that we have to keep an eye on as the game goes on. And hopefully we're able to to keep him somewhat in check uh, on Sunday. 
the one thing we kind of talked about a little bit was the rookie head coach battle of week one, Nick Sirianni and Arthur Smith. What have you learned about Smith's system or style since he's been in town? He is definitely a no-nonsense kind of guy. <laughs> he, uh, not a lot of jokes or smiles or wisecracks or anything like that in his press conferences. Um, he is very down to you know business. Um, I'm excited to see what he maybe can do um, with this offense. We talked about Kyle Pitts, but they've also got Hayden Hurst around here. He's in a contract year. He's super motivated going into this year, just talking to him um, throughout camp and you know, you mentioned the the Philly uh, secondary and maybe, you know, an opportunity for Atlanta to exploit that. I mean, Hayden Hurst has talked about this isn't me versus Kyle Pitts in the, you know, tight end room. It's me and Kyle Pitts. So I right. think, you know, adding that extra element, you can stretch a defense super thin. If Hurst can be that vertical threat, like he has the ability to be, he's lost a lot of weight um, this offseason. But I'm excited to see how Arthur Smith, given what he did in Tennessee with tight ends, um, what he can do with a Hayden Hurst and a Kyle Pitts and having the res- having to respect Calvin, Calvin Ridley out there. Um, Russell Gage is their number two receiver. He's had a pretty good camp as well. Um, they have these explosive threats on Atlanta's offense. It's what uh, the scheme wise, what, what Arthur Smith can do with it is what I'm excited to see. Um, but I think just overall, the biggest difference that I've just even seen in training camp practices, I mean, the music isn't super loud. They're not there to vibe and chill and, you know, listen to good music. Um, they're, you know, it's one drill to the other. There's a lot. Of, it's very fast paced. If they make a mistake, they have to run around the whole field. It's just very different and a different vibe than Dan Quinn and the previous regime had here. Um, just seeing it up close and personal, you can tell his style is just really, you know, down to business. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what it looks like on a, on a actual game field, not in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that Eagle stands kind of have spoken about or discussed over the course of time is week one, we almost catch you guys in this position of still trying to sort out what your offensive identity will be without Julio Jones. Um, what do you think as far as, um, you know, Arthur Smith obviously didn't have Julio Jones to work with last year. So he's coming in with his own ideas about what this team, what this offense will be able to do. How much do you think he's discussed or planned for the loss of a player that's been with the team for such a long time? Yeah, it's really interesting. I remember, you know, when all that stuff was coming out with Julio, you know, going on FS1 and talking trash and and all that stuff was kind of happening. That was when I believe if I'm getting the timing right, I think it was like mini camp time. So we were already talking to Arthur Smith because of mini camp, um, not even related to Julio stuff. And, um, you know, of course it was asked about and Arthur Smith was like, Hey, I don't even know this guy. I mean, I've never even met him because at the time they hadn't had any, you know, training sessions at flowery branch at the facility, you know, maybe he's texted him or maybe called him or whatever since becoming the head coach. But he's like, I've never even met this guy. I don't know him at all. So he has no loyalty to Julio Jones and or anything like that. Um, if anything, you know, only his teammates really remember him at this point. And of course, the fans here. Um, so I think they they moved on, you know, immediately from that situation. Same thing with Terry Fontenot. He talked about the general manager here who also came in this offseason. He talked about it around the draft time that hey, we're going to explore every option. Um, they were handed a pretty crappy uh, salary, crap, salary cap situation. 
Um, so they had to, they had to do something. And I think at the end of the day, most fans understood that it just is a little painful to see him go to Tennessee and they even restructured his con- contract earlier this week, which I think was a little more salt in the wound to Falcons fans that, uh, he didn't get that done here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they just moved right on from that. It kind of goes back to, like I was saying before, the whole just down to business strategy of Arthur Smith in this regime. The one thing that I think of when I think of what he accomplished with the Titans is obviously the run game. Who's the running back behind Mike Davis on your offense? Like, who do you think will be also in tandem with him in that backfield? They are classifying Cordero Patterson also as a running back. Interesting. Um, Okay. Yeah. Which, which in practice, now that I'm thinking about it in practice, that was also something that, you know, you saw um, Mike Davis took team one reps, Cordero Patterson took one B kind of two uh, reps. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think again, we'll see what it looks like schematically, what kind of packages are out there, but I see Cordero Patterson, you know, being used as more than a running back, obviously given what he's been able to do in the NFL in past years. So will he be a true backup running back? Not quite sure. Wayne Gallman is their third string running back who I barely have even seen in camp. So that tells you, I guess, what you need to know about um, <laughs> the uh, yeah. the running back situation here. Yeah, Goldman was with the Giants last year, I'm pretty certain. So I think Eagles uh, players are pretty familiar with him and what he can do. But definitely interesting to get an idea of like what their depth chart is looking like behind Mike Davis. It's, it does seem like with the Titans, obviously, the offense was just completely around what Derrick Henry was able to accomplish on the ground. So just wanted to get a sense of like what's happening behind him in that line of successions. Exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe. B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em, and if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as cool sportsbook concepts called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. When you look at the roster, when you look at the depth chart, any areas of strength or areas of weakness that you are just like, they did a lot with this or they need to improve this a lot? I think the biggest uh, strength this team has in the most depth wise position would be linebacker. Um, okay. Deion Jones has been um, stellar in this league. Foya Luakon really burst onto the scene last year. I feel like as a Falcon um, behind them, they have Michael Walker, who was one of their draft picks last year, who has a, had a fantastic camp. Um, I'm a big fan of him and I can't wait to see him kind of rotate in. Um, and especially just given Dean Pease's scheme that he's coming in with, the fact that they're going to be bringing pressure a lot more from that position. Um, I'm excited to see how that maybe translates for those guys. Um, those are 
that position group has worked more on the field after that final whistle at training camp more than any other position group that I've seen. They'll continue to be going over technique and, you know, doing tackling things just on their own, not even with coaches, just that position group by itself. They've really impressed me in camp. I mean, obviously a lot of people know who Deion Jones is in the league and Foye, as I said, had a good year last year, but um, I think there's some really good young depth behind those guys as well. Um, And especially given that, you know, other position groups on the defense are not super deep. I think that's going to be a big strength for them. Okay. Well, definitely one name that I look at on that roster and I think game wrecker is Brady Garrett. Um, Pretty easy to point him out. He's just an incredible player in the top 100 players of the entire league last year. And rightfully so. What are you expecting from him in this defense? this coming season. Yeah. I mean, I I think he's going to pick up right where he left off. There's no, you know, there's no step back from him. I don't think Um, he's just a pros pro. I would be surprised if, you know, he didn't have even better season that he did last year. Um, The only thing is he's going to be, he is the guy that the other side is going to be um, focusing on. You know, as I mentioned, they're not, going to be known for their pass rush. I don't think this year. So I think he's going to receive a lot of attention, a lot of kind of double teams. Um, so we'll see how effective that can be for him, but, um, he's had a great camp as well. He's such a leader on that defensive side of the ball. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the scheme, I guess, translates for him as well on Sundays. Yeah. I'm definitely hoping that the Eagles O-line gives him extra attention because he certainly <laughs> can break through and make some sure they will. incredible plays. Yeah. So definitely hoping that that's the case on Sunday against the Eagles. What's your scouting reports? Like what, what's your review? What's your outlook on this team? Yeah. Um, I mean, like I just mentioned, I don't think their defense is going to be super strong. Their secondary um, was not very good last year. They allowed a lot of explosive plays Um I don't remember the stats off the top of my head, but they were definitely in the bottom of the league as far as touchdowns allowed. Um, And that was with guys that they, um, you know, let go in free agency and whatnot. So now they have some young guys. AJ Terrell is, um, was their second round draft pick last year. He's really coming to his own. And I think he's going to be one of those lockdown corners, you know, at some point in his career, he's kind of trending in that direction, but on the other side, they have Fabian Morrow, who's, you know, he's earned the starting job here, but that's because they just have no depth in the cornerback room. Um, secondary is, um, you know, also, I mean, uh, the safeties are also a concern for me, um, especially given that the Eagles have three pretty, you know, speedy receivers who are capable to to make those big plays that the Falcons are, um, you know, going to give up. Let's, let's be honest about it. Um, so, that's definitely a concern for me. Obviously we talked about the Eagles offensive line versus this Falcons defensive front. Um, they're not known for their pass rush and um, we'll see how it goes with Dean Pease's new scheme. But um, I think the advantage there goes to the Eagles offensive line, at least on paper. Um, I'm really concerned about the Falcons offensive line, as I talked about earlier as well, especially against the Eagles defensive front, which Arthur Smith said earlier this week, he thinks is one of the best in the league. So I'm, I'm really concerned about that. I mean, you're starting a true rookie at left guard. The whole entire offensive line for the Falcons is very young outside of Jake Matthews. Um, they're all in their like second and third year, basically. So very, very young offensive line that hasn't really 
had a lot of chances to gel together to begin with because of the whole Josh Andrews breaking his hand situation last week. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'm definitely nervous about that. And a lot of that, you know, offensive line play will feed into, can the run game be successful? Can Matt Ryan stand upright and throw the ball to a Kyle Pitts, to a Calvin Ridley? Those guys aren't going to be a factor in the game if Matt Ryan's on the ground. Um, so those are, those are the, I think the biggest matchups um, that, that I'm going to be watching on Sunday, this battle of the birds, I think is going to be one in the trenches for sure. Yeah, I'm totally in agreement with you on that front. As far as the Eagles are concerned, when you look at Jalen Hurts and some of these younger guys, a lot of people aren't giving the Eagles much uh, of a chance in this game. A lot of people are saying the Falcons will win. What do you think um, on your front, like looking at the team that you've been kind of covering over the course of the last few months, like do you think that they're going to pull out a victory against the Eagles? Or do you think that the Eagles aren't get, getting enough uh, credit in this particular matchup? The one thing that is consistent about the Falcons is that they are not consistent. So <laughs> it I is, understand that. <laughs> so it is really tough to predict this team. And like we were talking about earlier with week one, just being overall tough to project, right? No one knows what either of these teams are really going to look like schematically with these two new head coaches coming in. And you think about the fact, too, that the Falcons haven't played in front of a full capacity Mercedes-Benz Stadium in over a year. So with stadiums being filled again after, you know, cardboard fans last year, all bets are kind of off. I feel like not just in this game, but in a lot of games um, across the league. So. Um, I feel like the I think it, last time I checked, the Falcons were like a three point five favorite. And I feel like part of that is just playing at home. Right. I feel like a big part of that advantage is just going with the home team. But I feel like these teams are really honestly um, closely matched as far as um, ability to win this game. Are they, you know, stacked on one side versus the other in certain position groups? Absolutely. But I think that this game is is going to be one of those kind of down to the wire like we've seen from the Eagles and the Falcons early in the season for last couple of years I feel like they keep playing each other in the first kind of five weeks or so three weeks or so um I feel like it's going to be just another (laughs) another chapter in that book you know yeah I totally understand that um perspective and definitely think that it'll be an interesting game if nothing else because we will find out a lot more about the schemes of the new head coaches and we will find out how much of an impact or factor it is that Matt Ryan no longer has Julio Jones. Those things will start to come to light after, you know, so much time of trying to figure out what the identity of these teams are finally starts to come to be in the regular season. So definitely appreciate you giving some light on everything Are there any players on the Eagles that concern you when it comes to looking at the matchup against who they will be facing on the other side of the line? Yeah, I think just going back to the Falcons offensive line versus, you know, you think of someone like Fletcher Cox going against Jalen Mayfield, a true rookie who has struggled actually quite a bit in camp. That just makes me super nervous. And I'm not even a Falcon. I don't know if he's covered. I just covered the team. Like (laughs) I don't know if he's gonna sleep the night before. Like, um, yeah, I think a lot of Falcons fans are already losing sleep over that, but that's not unusual for, for that fan base. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing. And like I kind of said earlier, like if that offensive line doesn't find even a little bit of success, 
the whole offense really falls apart. And so I just don't know how you're going to move the ball if you can't block, right? It's blocking and tackling, right? Everyone always says that. Just got to block and tackle to win the game. And if you can't block, you can't move the ball on offense. So we'll see how that goes for the Falcons on Sunday. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that particular matchup. I know that Falcons fans are not, but I am an Eagles fan, so I'm biased. (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, Kelly, thank you again so much for coming onto the show and providing insight for the Battle of the Birds matchup coming week one. Where can listeners find you on social media to give you a follow? Yeah, um, I'm at the Kelly Price on all of the platforms, Instagram, Twitter. I even have TikTok now because I'm doing that. I'm trying to be a cool kid. So um, yeah, the Kelly Price. So are you doing any TikTok dances? No, not the dances, but I do try to hop on trends every one, once go. in a while. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep up. With I'm the not kids. a dancer. Keep up with the kids. It's good. It's good for us. All right. Listeners. Yes. Keeps me young, please, right? Yeah. Please go follow Kelly and be sure to uh, subscribe to the Eagles Unfiltered podcast for future episodes of the Kelly Green Show. I will be doing a similar show leading up to the matchup with the 49ers next week. Don't miss out on all the great content coming from this team and what's coming this season. Fly, Eagles, fly. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.